And he sends it back for Keary, who's going to kick over the top. And Manu is unmarked, and the ball bounces perfectly. Electric footy from the Roosters. In front of 36,000 fans at Allianz on Friday night, the atmosphere was electric. The fans baying for blood. And the crowd, well, they were as vocal as can be. The Roosters, off to a slow start, saw the Bunnies race out to a 10-0 lead. But some coaching mastery from Trent Robinson, bringing on Brendan Smith and JWH at the same time, well, that swung the pendulum the Roosters' way. Some Brandon Smith brilliance from dummy half saw him cross the stripe in the 33rd minute. And then it was off the boot of Kiri that saw Daniel Tupu, well, he scored an absolute peach. As we headed into the second half down by two, young Jackson Bolo, a former Rabbitoh, rubbed salt into the wounds as he bagged a double. From there, some solid defence held out the waves of Rabbitoh's attack and the Roosters got the chocolates 20 points to 18. Hello and welcome to this episode of Roosters Radio. Silky, Bells and Paddy the producer in the hot seat. And guys, what a game on Friday night. Yes, boys, what an amazing game it was. I had the pleasure of being out at the stadium. And as you mentioned in that intro, Silky, it was electrifying. The crowd was on point. Um, The atmosphere was awesome. We were honoured to be able to host the Captain's Club again and... uh, it was just a fantastic night of football all round. Yeah, it was a great game, Bells. And Silky, as you said, the tide really changed there when Hargraves came on and, and the cheese. And you look at that first try from the cheese, it was Smith short to Hargraves. Hargraves got up, quick play the ball, left Murray on the ground, one marker, and then uh, Brendan Smith did the rest. So real masterclass there by Robbo. It sure was. And uh, look... I was watching it from up on the Central Coast and you could hear through the speakers, as a matter of fact, just how loud the fans were at the game, Bells. It must have been something else out at the uh, stadium. Oh, it was awesome. And all the Bunnies supporters seemed to be down one end, uh, the Paddington end yep. behind the goalposts there. So that was definitely uh, exciting to watch them down there. And then obviously, I, I would say definitely a majority of the Roosters fans. It was great to see them get out to the new stadium and great to follow our boys. I mean, such a, a big emotional game for us against the Bunnies and just awesome to win. It was it was fantastic. The JWH, fantastic, came off the bench, such an impact. And then I also think Radley, I'd like to mention him. He had a fantastic game. Top the tackle count, 47 tackles. That's wow. huge. Yep. That's huge for someone that's had a week off. But uh, we were up in the captain's club and we had a chance and we're honoured to speak to Paul Momorowski up there. He was our guest in the club and this is what he had to say about the big boppers coming back in on Friday night. Yeah, they're special players and I think they just add so much energy to the group. Like you've seen our team last week, we had a, quite a young forward pack and they really lifted for us last week. But have them playing that footy last week, coming into this week with the experience coming back, it's only going to help. Um, Jared's looking good. He probably could have played last week. So probably means he's going to be really ready to go and um, there's no better game for him to come back into, is there? And then, then you've got Victor, obviously he's going to throw his body into everything, we know that. And yeah, we're going to need that. They've got some good players on the field and yeah, we need to be able to stop that. Not only was it great to chat with uh, Paul Momorowski up at the Captain's Club, but boys, I bumped into the one and only Wim Hof up there and what an honour it was. Wow. Yes, I know. Huge fan. It was just like, look up and there he is. I got a chance to ask him a couple of questions and he had some amazing insight about the game and the Roosters. Here he is. 
Well, Roosters fans, here we are up in the Captain's Club on Friday night. What an atmosphere it is here. I have got the pleasure standing right in front of me. I've just looked up and it's the amazing Wim Hof. Wim, you're at the game. You're at the game of football. Uh, Rugby league. Uh, How do you like it? (laughs) Yes. Uh, Great to be here. Great to be here. No, it's my uh, first game of rugby league. Um, and I love it. I love the crowd is here uh, and the great, great atmosphere here also. Really exciting stuff. Now, Wim, I believe you're going down to meet the players uh, after the game. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, I, I've become good friends with Minnie uh, and Rabo is a great mate of mine. Uh, I've met Rabo uh, a couple of times. I've done some breathing exercises with him. Uh, you know, we like to breathe it in. Let it go. So uh, I like to go downstairs after the boys have the big game and uh, maybe we do a couple of cycles um, and see how the boys recover. Uh, I know that the breeding techniques that I'm coaching, uh, it will help the boys recover in the long run. Now you have had a lot to do with Robbo uh, and, and the teachings of the breathing and the exercises. Uh, how's that gone for you in the past? Look, uh, Robbo is a great student. And I want to take him on one of my mountain climbing expeditions. I know that Robbo likes, uh, he likes adventuring. He, he likes his ice bars. And uh, look, I, I, I think in the, when the season is over, uh, I will take Robbo uh, up into the mountains uh, in Poland with me. And uh, we might do some deep breathing techniques. Now we've got Bush here as well. Have you got any techniques for him? <laughs> Bush. Yes, stop eating. <laughs> No, 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 Bush and I had a little chat a little bit early on about um, uh, some, ice, uh, some some techniques that he can work on also. Um, but yeah, you got a lot of work to do, that guy. Well, Wim, thanks so much for your time on Roosters Radio. Yeah, thank you very so much. How good was that, Bells? The great man himself, Wim Hof. But back to what Paul Monroski was saying. The impact of JWH coming off the bench, it changed the momentum of the game, pure and simple. He went for 145 run metres in 38 minutes. So he, like he, he's come out you know, like a bull with the flared nostrils just well, ready could, to take You could apart. imagine him the last few weeks sitting on the bench watching. He would have been eager to get out there and what a game to return Chomping for the Derby. Chomping out the bid, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it, it's no secret either that he's the leader of our forward pack and he's the, he's the spiritual leader of the team. We've asked players in the past on the podcast, you know, what he brings. And I think there's an expectation that he's going to lead them out there and, and in himself that he needs to lead. And that's what he did. And, mate, he, he took him apart. Well, I think he's really important. Everyone knows he's important for that leadership and that aggression and for the young forwards to really come off the back of that. But I think he's really underrated with his ball playing in the middle. He's always a link between the hooker, goes to Hargraves, and to Radley, who and then plays out ball, the back. Yeah. And he does that little wraparound, which we've seen him sometimes yep. throw the dummy and score a couple off the back of. So I think that's where we kind of underrate Hargraves is his ball playing ability as a big front rower. I tell you what impressed me, he he was actually the calming like you know, there was that bit of scuffle with Manu and, and whatnot. Mm. And he came he was the he was the uh, calming force there behind that, settling everybody down. Well, I think Cody Walker went running when he when Hargraves <laughs> walked over. <laughs> Who wouldn't? <laughs> Bells, one stat that I did note that I know you would have been a big fan of is our completion, seventy six percent. Now we know that 
you know, to, to win matches, you've got to complete at high 70s into the 80s. Uh, South at 62. They did spill a bit of ball there on Friday night. Oh, and, there was and, one moment in that game where just being at the crowd, the boys, they were all puffing. You couldn't probably not see it on television, but off the ball, everyone was struggling. It was really hot night and fatigue definitely set in. I think there were like six or seven turnovers in a matter of five or so minutes. And, you know, it was, it was such a hot night that night and the errors that South made, we capitalise on. So it was great. And uh, another shining light, we won a penalty count. <laughs> we don't do that too often. <laughs> <laughs> and it was Sutton too, wasn't it? <laughs> so we've touched on Hargraves and uh, Victor Radley. What about a special mention to Jackson Bolo up against, you know, his old club? We talked about it last week. I think he would have been feeling the pressure. But, uh, you know, marking Alex Johnson, Alex Johnson scored a try early in the match on his side, but he, he bounced back and, uh, you know, Coach Robinson talked about in the press conference how proud he was of that performance. So I think it was, a, a you know, well, it was his best in a rooster jumper to date. Well, he had to have a big game, didn't he? Against his old club, the platform was set for him and he topped the run metres as well in 192 run metres and also most line breaks. But it was good to see the young kid have a good game against his former club. Yeah, and outside him with the backs, I thought Manu, that try-saving tackle was just... Oh, that was 16-12 with about 20 minutes to go. That that, that flips it to about 18-16. He would have mm. gone under the posts. And that was just huge. And then that, that last one, I know he got clipped for, for being high, but when he stood over Tass, it just shows you the real <laughs> hate they have for each other. Like, he didn't give... They were into each other all game. Yeah, like, they you were. You could see it, yeah. yeah. And uh, unfortunately, Joey will miss our uh, match against the Eels for that uh, accidental uh, hit to the head. And also one big play from Suwali'i. I thought he made an error through through that period where it was just drop ball after drop ball. But that next set, he crunched Lockie Ilias yeah. and and forced an Built error. So I think I think that's a really good sign. You know, for a young kid, as Paulo could have done, dropped your head, but they they both bounced back pretty well. Another mention for me are the Butcher brothers. Eighty minutes they both yeah. played in that heat. Yeah. Like th- that's a big game to play. Eighty minutes in the second row. Yeah, and, you know, and, and that it, Butcher set up one of those tries for Paulo. Yeah. There wasn't really much doing, and then he. Got the he offload had some and, great defensive yeah. moments as well. Like yeah, he, he, he was, he was very um, strong in defence. Now, guys, just moving away from first grade for a moment, just want to give a shout out to all our pathways and junior rep footballers who played on the weekend. We had six victories in total, uh, starting with our Harold Mats. They won. Our Tasha Gale side beat South forty four nil. Our SG Ball won sixty six to four against the Storm. Our Jersey Flag beat the Bunnies thirty to twenty. Our Harvey Norman women's team, the Central Coast Roosters, well, they won 24-14 as well against the Bunnies. And lastly, our New South Wales Cup, or reserve grade, they had a convincing win, 38-16 against the Bunnies. So we had one, two, three, four, five victories against South on the weekend. I don't know if that's ever been done before. What a great weekend of football for the Roosters. Absolutely. Now, guys, speaking of the New South Wales Cup, I managed to watch the highlights of the game. And they looked electric. I mean, the first time they've been back in the comp for 18 years. So, obviously, we've been playing under the Bears and the Jets or Wyong Roos for the last few years. So, it's good to have our actual club name under that. And shout out to Alan Fitzgibbon, who scored five tries. He banked a hat-trick in the first half. And then the young number six, Joseph Tapari, who, if you go watch the highlights there, he threw an absolute hurler of a ball. He looked out wide, played short, and the big front row went through untouched. And then he scored again off the back of a chip and chase. So, so um, good. Well, Paddy, to learn more about the reserve grade side, we're going to speak to the manager, club legend Ian Schubert. Sue is going to shine a light on how it's all come about. Want to learn a bit more about some of these upcoming stars, but we'll learn all about that after the break. You're on Roosters Radio, and we'll be back right after this. 
G'day fans, Luke Carey here, and you're listening to Roosters Radio. Welcome back to Roosters Radio, and ladies and gentlemen, we've got an absolute legend of our club on the line. He played 149 games for the Roosters, he played for New South Wales and Australia, and he spent 18 years at the NRL as the NRL salary capped auditor. He's handed that in to pick up the clipboard and become a manager of our newly formed reserve grade. It's a great honour to welcome, for the first time this year, Ian Schubert. Schubert, welcome to Roosters Radio. Uh, thanks, Silk. No one can dribble on like that. That's really good. Well done. <laughs> Did you like that? I, I was pretty proud of it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs Bush? Oh. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. No, mate, it's, uh, it's been very good. I've been uh, enjoying the involvement. Been fantastic. So, Shui, if we can go back a couple of steps, obviously Roosters haven't had a New South Wales Cup or a Reserve Grade as it as it's you know formally known for a number of years. We've worked with Newtown, we've had the Bears, uh, Wyong Roos. Can, can you, I suppose, explain the genesis of our of our Reserve Grade team, how it all came about? Well, you're right. It's been uh, I think this is 18 years since we've um, we've held our own. Um, we've been with others, and that's that's worked uh, out reasonably well for us in the in the past but um robbo and um and the powers to be decided that our association with north finishes at the end of 23 so but we'd like to move forward and have our own and uh so but we had a year to run so we're running both this year uh, a few of the players from first grade squad go back there we get some and they get some so that it's an even deal and um bt uh, ben, ben thomas, thomas and, yep. uh, but the important thing was that we get a, a reasonable side together, try and be competitive and have an opportunity where the young blokes out of the fleet can come in and see their pathway straight through and uh, but still be competitive enough to ensure that the, when the NRL guys come back that uh, they're playing good footy. And so, Shui, you mentioned Ben Thomas there. I know that Nafahu White was in the Roosters squad uh, on the weekend. So, so if they're in that top 17 or top 30 roster... Can they be moved around both Norse and the Roosters? How does that kind of relationship work with the Bears for this year anyway? Well, it's a bit like a mother-in-law relationship. It doesn't work all that well. There's a number of the players are allocated to North um, to fulfil our side of the agreement as well and and the others who have been allocated to the Roosters reserve grade. Nafua, who um, is one of those, and... Um, he, he had a cracking game on the weekend. I might add, he, he didn't come back and spit the dummy. He played really well. Siwa Wong is uh, also back with us, and uh, he's he's finding his feet again after a, a pretty uh, hectic schedule overseas in the World Cup. We've got uh, a few of the boys who've been up training with the first grade before Christmas and post Christmas. Um, Ethan King and Sam Smith, so uh, they're back as well, which has uh, been great. But Daniel Anderson, before his little mishap, um, had put together quite a squad for Barnsley. And uh, one of those, of course, you might have you might have noticed he scored five tries in the weekend. My goodness, that's almost a disgrace. <laughs> five tries for a winger um, and only his third game with the club. So um, it's his, uh, he's, he's like lightning, seriously, Al's uh, very, very quick. And he's he's quite solid in the back, bringing it forward. And uh, defensively on the wing, he's... It's the hardest position in the field to defend, but he goes all right. So uh, I'm not sure if, if, the, if the top grade have some concussions or some injuries, we might not have him all year. He can—he's he, one of those players that just knows how to find the line. 
So tell us a bit more. So Alan Fitzgibbon, he scored five tries on the weekend against South. I think he's got a hat trick uh, in the first half down there at Wenny Park. Played on the right side of the field, Chewy, but... Uh, you know, you're an old winger. What what's his attributes? Mate, his best attribute is he's lightning quick. <laughs> right. Serious seriously quick, yeah. Um he actually reminds me a lot of Larry Corrow and Larry Wow, Clark. the flash. Wow. That quick, the flash. And uh but he's he's very quiet in nature, but he's tough enough to manage it. So um, I, I hope he can um, throw a few more tries together over the next month or so. We we improved after our first game. And then we improved a lot again yesterday to get the bickies. But, uh, look, we were ably led by Tayson, who came up from the flag um, in the front row. And, mate, he had, he had a cracking game for a young kid. And uh, and also enough uh, to the other side, the front row. I tell you who did play well was um, Tyler Moriarty. He gave us some really good zip and hooker. Yep. And, uh, and I think they all sort of followed on behind, which was really good. Luke Hodges, another young bloke we got in the front row. He, uh, he led out the first 20 minutes um, before uh, Tayson came on and did a bit of the hard grind. So, um, yeah, it's, look, it's not a bad old squad. Uh, Joseph Tafari, at, uh, and I found him somewhere as well. He's a snappy little half and 5'8". But um, he's, he, he played better with Sandon on the weekend than he did the week before. Um, so that they're getting a bit of a combination. I thought he had a pretty really good game, to be honest. He... Uh, Let's face it, the winger doesn't score five tries unless your front rowers are going forward and you've got a five eight or throw the ball out. So that'll that'll work beautifully on the weekend. Well, Shui, that's exciting stuff hearing about our up and coming juniors coming through our system. Uh, I was just chatting off air with Silky before. It's I'm really excited and hopeful that it's going to go back to the old school days where we might get one or two games prior to first grade, perhaps three, you know, the old second second grade, third grade, and then watch our first grade game. But um, is that something that you foresee with uh, this new side and, and coming up? Oh, look, I think it's a, a holistic view. It'd be lovely because uh, they were the days. Um, sadly, I think finances have moved on a little bit from that and uh, the economics of it are um, somewhat constricting. Like I think it, it cost the, when we played in front of um, – uh, the guys last week at Allianz, that was a substantial sum that uh, cost the club to get that game on because the game, the game has to open early, get security on, the gatekeepers and all that sort of stuff. So there's a lot of infrastructure and costs that go to making, getting pre-games on. So we need to get the fans behind it then, don't we? <laughs> well, we do. And with all due respect, fans are busy too. And they we've, we've taught them how to come out and love one game. And they seem to like it. Um, going back to loving two or three games would, could be a challenge for us. Uh, I think our demographics change a little bit as well. So all the guys, all the fans that are coming through now have only come through that one team, one game. So it, it'll always be a challenge to get more people there for the pre-games and, and therefore to pay for themselves. But uh, look, it's a great atmosphere when the when the uh, reserves and sometimes the flag would be great. And now we've got the girls. I think the girls play a few games in front of the NRL this year, uh, which, which is going to be fantastic as well. Definitely not like the old days where someone might get a run in, well, play the full game of third grade, get a run in second grade, and then they're on the sidelines for first grade. I remember my dad always telling stories about that. I think he had three games in one day. Yeah. Uh, wow, those were the days, weren't they? 
Well, they were, and those poor muggers who did that must have just... They must have got very thirsty at night. That's That's what they blame it on anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Shui, I'm interested to get your take on Friday night's game against the Rabbitohs, how we got the win up and what a cracking game it was. What were your thoughts of the game? What did you see out there? I loved the game. I thought it was fantastic. Um, It was interesting that first... First bit, we uh, we had to hold them. They always come out and fire it up, as not just as we are. But the fact that Robbo didn't put Jared and Brandon on until 20 minutes in was a bit of a masterstroke, as it turns out. Absolutely. There may have been a number of reasons for that, but it, the uh, the game just changed from then on. It was pretty much all over after that happened. And you could tell five minutes in that our side lifted and their side flopped a bit, thinking, oh, here they come. Now the big guns are on. And they they performed accordingly. It was good. Sure, we spoke to Luke Carey on last week's show, and we could see the marked improvement from round one to round two. I think once again we saw some continual improvement. But if you if you run your eye over the three games, I think just in attack, it looks like Robbo's simplified what what is we're doing. Having said that, Kiri's putting chip kicks off to Toops in the corner, and we're playing those runaround plays and so on and so forth. But I think we we look to be a bit more simpler through the middle. What's your take? Yeah, it's always a good idea to keep it simple. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. And uh, and let the guys like uh, Luke, you know, like to kick to the corner for Toops. Seriously, he couldn't have put it any closer. Oh, it was a peach. Yeah, it was an absolute peach. <laughs> uh, Toops, I heard Toops shouting plenty after that. <laughs> but, um, you know, that, but that, those things don't happen all the time. So, But when they're on, you've got to have someone there who's smart enough to do it. And uh he most certainly is the bloke to do that. But, look, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was a bit grinding early um, and a bit simple, but sometimes that's the best platform to be able to play your flamboyant self is to be very quiet and stayed early. And confidence comes with that. And then when you've got confidence, you can throw the ball around and, and do your runaround plays and cutouts and, and long balls. But things sort of fall into place a lot better once you've, you've really found your groove. Shall we... Who's impressed you from some of the new players? Obviously, Jackson Bolo scored four tries in two games. Brendan Smith scored that wonderful try last week. Is there anyone that's captured your eye over the past three weeks? Uh, I think the two that you picked um, are excellent. With Corey Allen in, uh, he's, he's come back into that fold as well. And uh, look, Dylan Knapp is back now, so that'll be interesting to see what um, Dylan's going to be up to in a few weeks' time. He'll... He could add a little bit of starch there, but geez, I hope he comes back to the reserve grade for a couple of games. We'd love to have him. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a scoop. I think we mentioned a couple of weeks ago that there was the possibility of uh, Napa coming back. So he's back now, is he? Oh, well, he's, he's training, as I understand it. Um, and Nathan Brown, as I understand it, I saw a photo of him in, the, in his uh, East jersey, so that's good. So, very exciting. A couple of scoops there for our Roosters fans, shall we? A <laughs> couple of scoops. But it's very exciting. Um, well, the thing is with... With the new rules around concussion and stand downs and the, the judiciary looking at things, you're going to need a bigger squad. Uh, and I think they're talking about it today in the paper, but um, they're talking about it for next year. Seriously, we're going to need a bigger this year. Uh, there's going to be players at multiple teams uh, who, who are out for a, a week or, or more, and you're going to need blokes that are going to replace them. So, and those blokes have got to have somewhere to play so, until they, they find their spot. So, um, I'm not sure whether we'll get either one or both of those guys back, but it'll be a fair, uh, fairly formidable pack and reserve grade to have um, Dylan Napper and Nathan Brown running in the twos, waiting for their chance at first grade. Now, Shuey, obviously, 
first grade have a rest this weekend, but uh, I believe the reserve grade also have the bye. How are you going to spend the weekend? Bit of time off? No doubt you'll be frequenting some of the local watering holes. They'll be at the Clavelli or something similar? Oh, mate, it's the Clowies, it's just one of the watering holes. There's plenty of them in the Eastern you know. <laughs> I don't go there nearly as much as I used to. <laughs> well, mate, listen, uh, we really appreciate you joining us on today's show. Best of luck with the year, and uh, we look forward to getting an update throughout the season from you. Good on you. Thanks for showing interest. Thanks, Shuey. Thanks, Shuey. Welcome back to Roosters Radio. And guys, what a great interview with Shuey there. A few uh, inside scoops for the Roosters Radio listeners. Definitely. Napa's back. Uh, I think we broke that Nathan a couple of, couple of weeks ago. So we were on point there. And Nathan Brown in the red, white and blue. Exciting stuff. Yeah, and look, it's it's worth getting down to Winnie Park to uh, to watch our reserve grade side. Look, I'll be honest, I, haven't, I saw the highlights of their game uh, against South. And, you know, this Alan Fitzgibbon kid, wow. He's got speed to burn, as Shuey said. In fact, compared him to Larry Corroa, one of the, the great wingers of the 70s and 80s. So uh, a bit of talent there. But yeah, he also mentioned uh, the young number six, Tapari. So there's a bit of talent running around in our lower grades. And look, we touched on it. Our Roosters won five games against the Bunnies on the weekend. Uh, so, you know, we should acknowledge that and, and uh, just say congratulations to all the teams that got the win on the weekend. And we can put all those rumours and, and silly old stories that there's no depth in the club. Like, have a look at that. Five games. We won five against the Bunnies. Yep. Plenty of depth there. It's worth noting, Bells, that the way that the Roosters go about finding talent is different to other clubs. We haven't got a big nursery like the Penrits and the Parramatta's and whatnot. But we have, I suppose, feeder clubs in the Central Coast. You know, our, our, our Harvey Norman women's team is the Central Coast Roosters. We work with clubs in and around the Ipswich area, mm-hmm. I believe. So there's some work we're doing up there. Um, of course, we've got the partnership with the Bears. So, you know, the, the way that the, the club gets talent or, or finds talent or secures talent is different. But they're all, at the end of the day, they're, they're trying to become rooster players. Exactly. And they're all juniors. So they're our juniors. <laughs> <laughs> and I do want to give a shout out. I think I mentioned it the other week, but uh, there is a few local people involved in the reserve grade. So Kelly Lane, she she's involved with the reserve grade. I heard she's been doing an outstanding job. Yep, Brett Gillard, who's a former Rooster himself, he's involved with Paddy Colts, played with Bondi United, and the great Bobby Jones. Uh, you know, he's doing the timekeeping and stuff like that. So uh, just giving them a shout out, and, do, and they're doing a great job. Well, looking forward to the season and being able to watch them. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, couldn't agree more, Bells. Now, guys, obviously. No footy for us Roosters fans this weekend. Uh, how are you going to spend the weekend? No, Silky, I think I'll um, I'll sit down and watch the rest of the games, kind of pick apart some other opponents we've got coming up. And I mean, I know it's not the Roosters, but I still enjoy enjoy watching every game and, and see who we've got ahead. What about you, Bells? Golf. Golf? <laughs> golf, golf and more golf. You no, love I love my golf. Yeah, I'll probably just fit a game in there somewhere and um, no, be good. And what about you, Silky? How are you going to plan your weekend? Well, look... I'm looking forward to Thursday night's match. It's the Eels taking on the Panthers. Eels yet to uh, get a win, and they're our next opponent uh, at Allianz uh, in a fortnight's time. So definitely looking forward to that game. And there's a couple other matches. I think uh, the Bunnies and the Eagles will be a, a big one. And, uh, you know, Dragon Sharks, a couple of old rivalries. So uh, looking forward to a fair bit of footy. And my, both my daughters are playing in water polo grand finals. So uh, good luck to them, and uh, I'll be out there cheering them on. 
Let's go, Case and Skyler. Well, that's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. Congratulations to all those victorious Roosters teams, wherever they may be. And a big thanks to our special guest, the one and only Ian Shuey Schubert. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. East to win. East know how to play the game, they play it hard and fair. East know how to win the game, they give more than their share. They're great to see in action, these boys are show the way. Put the Roosters on the field, they'll show you how to play. Here come the Roosters, the best we've ever seen. The red, white Roosters, the Eastern Suburbs team. Let's go.